I love Christopher Heyerdahl. I am not ashamed to admit that. Are you watching Sanctuary? Of course I am. He totally rocks it. Oh yeah, no doubt whatsoever. He's like creepy, but in a totally awesome way. I love Sanctuary. More than I expected to, actually. It's so different from the original webisodes, but it's still an amazing show. Yeah, because they had, they had David in the webisodes, and he was awesome, and he freaked out, and it was really funny. I know, I was so sad that they didn't have him back. I was wondering if it was a scheduling conflict. Or maybe they're saving him for, like, season two or something. That would be cool. Nice, nice long roll instead of just one small apparition would be great. Well, considering uh, David doesn't have Atlantis to do right now, just focusing on Starcross, maybe that'll maybe that'll work out. Woohoo! I for one cannot wait for Starcrossed or Stargate Universe. I so hope that the the Stargate actors are actually going to be in Starcrossed. Like, a bit mocking themselves, if you know what I mean. Cool. Oh, and right now is when I'm going to bring up the score, the background music. I just want to say, I think Joel Goldsmith is just amazing. I'm sharing the same first name as Joel Goldsmith. <laughs> Except for a girl, of course. I should hope so, because then you would have something to tell us. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Next on the Oprah Winfrey Show, Squirrels with Secrets. Now here's where we bring up, you know, Taylor Amagan, daughter of Tagan, and then she names her kid, um, oh gosh, having a total mind freeze. What did, what did she name him? Torin. Ah, that's it, Torin. So Torin and Tagan. Doesn't make sense. I, I, I always thought that she was naming him after maybe her, her mother or her father, if you know what I mean. Maybe, maybe the society where the Atosian are actually matriarchal society where women are more important. So, daughter of Tagan might actually Tagan might be her mother or something. We've never heard anything about her mother, though. It's always been about her father. But that's still a good point. Yes, it is. I'm sorry. Don't take out my loo visit. Everybody wants to hear about me going to the loo. Okay. We will keep it in, Jackie, just for you. Jackie going to the loo is always brilliant. <laughs>
You all missed it though. I got a call on the phone. It was a telemarketer. We had a very interesting conversation. Oh, did he want to sell you a new bathroom or a new kitchen? Both, actually. Lucky you. <laughs> My grandpa used to ask them how much money they need. May I say that I hated the wig that they put on Tayline for a season? It's absolutely horrendous. It's actually kind of painful to look at. Oh yeah, although I actually didn't know she was wearing a wig until like season three. <laughs> the innocent. Apparently that wig there is actually half her hair. It's like curly, kind of. Ah, it's raining! I love pointing that out. It's raining in the lake. It seems like it's always raining in Vancouver. This is true. It's Vancouver. Rain defines Vancouver. And the UK, so I hear. We haven't had rain for a week and my mom was there visiting. She can actually say it's true. It actually rains less in the UK than it did when, when, when I was in France. Well, we can now dispel all rumors of rain. <laughs> I love this. He fell. It was funny. I bounced up like paint. I meant to do that. And that was not scripted. Nope, that was pure Joe awesomeness. Oh my god, I said the forbidden word. I said awesome. Why is that forbidden? David doesn't like the word awesome. Oh dear. It's a very good thing I have you guys to warn me. I probably would have said it. He hates when people ask the question, why are you so awesome? So you have to ask the question, how are you so brilliant? <laughs> One of our many quirks of David Hewlett. I hope he comes to the Chicago con. Oh yeah, I was just talking about that. I mean, they have Paul and Amanda, and I was like, oh my gosh, now all they need is David. I mean, just putting him with one of them is funny, so putting him with both of them would be a total crack-up. That would be hilarious, and yeah, that would just be very funny. <laughs> okay, I think I need to find a roomie for Chicago. I think you can probably find one of them on Diggy, because... It seems that from what I've read of the chat, everybody's in the U.S. is gonna go, so... Oh, yes, so David Hewlett, if you are listening to this podcast, the squirrels want you to come to the convention in Chicago. And the U.K. squirrel also wants you to come back to the U.K. <laughs> Thank you.
Nothing, I think I'm being stupid. There is no such thing as a stupid question. I believe That's not true. If you say... Oh no, I'm not gonna go there, never mind. <laughs> Especially from you, Jackie, nothing you say is stupid. Come on, you're too awesome for that. You said the forbidden word! Every time you say awesome, we gotta take a drink. <laughs> awesome! <laughs> If there's ever an infinite squirrel con, that has to be a guy. Except I don't drink any alcohol, so I'm gonna I'm gonna drink water and be the only squirrel that's not completely scratched. <laughs> I am not old enough to drink alcohol. I'm old enough, I don't drink either. I figure there's no reason to intensify this personality. <laughs> Strangely, I have exactly the same reason <laughs> for not drinking. Ah! Here come the wraith! Not the wraith, but the wraith, like Tela is saying. Dun dun dun! Da da dun! I think my player must be really slow or something, because they just got there. My player must be really fast, because I think I'm almost one full minute ahead of you once again, even when I paused earlier. Or I'm slow. You never really can tell. The thing I the thing I never actually quite understood is that in this first episode they show us Taylor and they show like she has a bit of a kind of a superpower like she can jump really high and and run really fast and disappear stuff like that but then they actually never use this stuff Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And also they never really do anything about the wraith, you know, with their special powers to make you see things. Yeah, exactly. It's also something that after the first two episodes or something, suddenly it's like, every oh yeah, everybody's yeah. fine now. We can all see the wraith and know when they're here or not. We're immune. I also thought it was kind of funny, unless it was ever explained that I missed it, is that they never really explained that once you go through the Stargate, there's a little translation program that helps you understand the other languages in the galaxy. Yeah, I think I think somebody I think mine a long time ago or something like that. After everybody complained that all the aliens were speaking English, which was very strange after a while. Yeah, I think Joe Joe Mazzoli, or however you say that poor man's name, I think he finally <laughs> had explained it on his blog, but it would have been nice to have it actually in the show. I completely agree. It would have been nice just in Stargate SG one in the second or first season, something like that, have some say explain this in Techno Babble and then, you know, Jack just say, Oh, like a, a translating device or something? Oh my god, I said something again, someone kill me.
<laughs> you know, Joe, though, he says a lot of things on his blog that aren't actually put in. Uh-oh. I'm transmitting nonstop again. I apologize. It will turn off eventually. So I'm going to talk a lot. Um, crap. I hit a button. Ha-ha! I got it off. You all can talk now. holes that really should have been addressed in the show even if characterizations or something else had to be sacrificed yeah I know Am I breaking up? Okay, here's my favorite scene where the city breaks the surface. It's one of the best scenes of the five years that the show lasted. The city coming out of the water is absolutely beautiful. There was a really cool fan video that somebody did about the rising, and it was awesome. It's some of the best computer graphics I have ever seen in my life. I mean, just absolutely beautiful. The, the FX for Stargate Atlantis uh, from the very first season to the to the fourth season, I would say, are better than many of the movies I saw in movie theaters. So they're really, really, really good. I completely agree with that. I still get chills when I see this scene. So am I. And just to see the city like this, just sitting on the water, I mean, we all know it's complete CGI, and yet I've always felt that it was a real city because it looks so real. The city's just amazing all around. I mean, the set, the CGI, everything. Again, it goes back to the fact that I really wish they should they that they had been able to spend more time showing exploring the city. Exactly, the city should have stayed one of the focus points of Stargate Atlantis. In my in my in my opinion, I totally agree. It's a character in itself. This city is so it's awesome. Completely right, Jackie. <laughs> and here we go. From the season six episode. Yeah. There's so many pretty night shots of Atlantis in this. Peter! 
Yeah. I did like Peter too. He was awesome. You know, I think that's. Oh my. <laughs> you know, I once had a dream about being in the back of that. And a helicopter helmet is the only thing that contain can contain Joe Flanagan's hair. Atlantis. When they did, there were still so many stories that they could still tell on a weekly basis, even if they broke away from the story arcs and did standalones about the city and discoveries they made and more about the ancients. Oh yeah, I mean, there's so much left open. We could have easily gone for at least one more season. <laughs> yes, it may try and make a great escape. Or something. Yeah, plus about the city, it's not only about, you know, being in another galaxy or what it, or something like that. It, it is about discovering the city. That's that's what we liked in season one and season Murder, Murder Club. Before it got cancelled. A young person, and I have just recently discovered Atlantis, and I love this show, and I'm telling it to everybody. So I don't think that the younger generation is really an issue. I don't believe it was. I think it was just uh, a certain someone's excuse just so he could get his baby on the air. But that's just my bitterness coming through, and that's all I'm going to say about that. You can say Brad Wright. I think that is sad. Men think they rule the world, but they don't. Ah, look at these scenes, looking out over the city right here. That's so pretty. Oh, and Taylor wakes up. I think the lighting that they did on these sets is just absolutely breathtaking sometimes. I love the, the, the orangey color that you have when you're in Atlantis. It's so warm and welcoming. And uh, then you, ha you have this special blue that, that is also really to Atlantis and which I absolutely love. Oh yeah. I mean, this is like a cold, you know, menacing blue. And then Atlantis has its own warm blue. What is this Wraith's name? Does he actually have a name? This one I'm not sure because I'm not sure um, John actually gets to name him before killing him. We'll just name him Wraith number one. Wraith number one that was named is actually Steve. Bob. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say I Definitely thought it was Bob. Steve. I always thought it was Bob. Dang, maybe I'm mistaken then. I do that a lot. <laughs> the one that they had kept in the cell for however many seasons was Steve, but I don't remember which one was the first one to be named. Yeah, Steve was the one that they they had in the cage or whatever.
Let's call him Bob. Let's call him a name that has a really deep signification, yeah, like uh, <laughs> And now we have the boys discovering the puddle jumpers. Ah, uh, puddle jumpers. Whichever way people want to see it, the, the relationship between McKay and, uh, and Shepard, I, I, I've always thought that it was one of the, of the things that made Stargate Atlantis so successful. The fact that those two people had so much chemistry as friend or, or whatever you like to see. Oh yeah. Even though they're like total opposites, they're still hilarious and they work together fairly well. And what conflict they have is always should be there. It's like the Jack and Daniel of Atlantis. Yeah, yeah I've always thought that there was there was another thing because the Jack and Daniel uh, Jack and Daniel don't have in common to be complete dorks because John is actually like a complete dork just like McKay is except that he's trying to hide it under some cool or some cool exterior he's, he's hiding behind his hair or something but <laughs> much more of a dork than uh, than Jack has ever been in in SG1. Well, at least to me. Mensa thing. I always thought that was really interesting. 